you are listening to Comes a Time with O'Teal Burbridge and Mike Fenoya. If you're digging the podcast, do these guys a favor and review and subscribe. It means a lot. Be sure to follow the pod on social media, YouTube, and if you're joining for bonus episodes and exclusive content, go to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get on the bus. And now, here's Mike and O'Teal. This is why I don't have kids, but I have a dog. <laughs> and my dog did a commercial, O'Teal. My dog <laughs> is doing commercials. Finally, she could buy her own goddamn treats because they are not cheap, bro. They are not cheap. And wouldn't it be great if she could pay for her own doggy health insurance? Uh, <laughs> we're going to lobby for that. He's like, we're, we're about to. <laughs> we're going to lobby for that. So a little backstory. I uh, was backstage at the Capitol Theater, opening for uh, Joe Gatto. It was like the about around New Year's Eve last year. Get to talking to this uh, like really kind woman backstage. I take my phone out. <clears throat> my dog, Charlie's the the screensaver. And she goes, oh, my God, I'm a pet agent. Are you uh, – would you ever want her in commercials or anything? And I'm like, uh, yeah, like absolutely, even if it doesn't come to anything. Like what material, you know? So – uh, you know, we got together with her and Ch- Charlie passed the test, I guess, you know. So time went by. Nothing happened. I finally get a text from her and she goes, just want to let you know I put Charlie in for a commercial and she's in the front runner. She's like, it's her and one other dog. But don't take it personal because the other dog is like the dog. Super like this cute. is like, yeah, the other dog is like their like money maker, you know. <laughs> Charlie gets the gig, dude. Charlie wins. And I'm like, what the, this is insane. Right. So I get the address. I get whatever, you know, we go to this like warehouse in like, uh, like Rockland County, New York. It's like a little hour North of the city and, uh, big space. Right. And it's got green screens all along the back. It's got like, you know, like crafty is set up in the parking lot. Like it's a whole shoot, like a whole TV shoot. And, uh, video village where like the director sits in the chair and all the PAs are back here and the room's kind of split in half. And there's like a, a, a a living room set up where the couch is like there and right to the, it's one of those commercials where the guy gets up off the couch and walks immediately into a park, walking the dog, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) Like he goes from living room to like, like, you know, out of the, from in the house to out of the house like that. So there's a couch and whatever. So (laughs) Charlie walk, you know, prances in there and she sits down, like meets everybody. She's like doing great. And I'm so nervous. I'm like, cause sometimes she'll jump or bark or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. And she, dude, she kills it. So everyone loves her. She's like, Oh my gosh, she's adorable. This and that. Right. They get, they take the, uh, the, the, um, stand in, right. The stand in for the commercial, the guy, there's two men. It's like a, you know, two older gentlemen, Stand in, sits down with her. They go, action. She gets up. The, the guy gets up, takes his dog for a walk. Charlie's just sitting there like, do-do-do, like super cool and cute. And the, he walks her, and she's like, okay. Gets up, her little tail's wagging. Aww. She walks perfect. Dude, nails it. And I'm behind the director watching it on a screen, and I'm like, yeah. that's that's my little girl, dude. Like, and I'm like, go, 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 go. And it was like five steps, four steps, three steps. And I'm like, you got it. You got it. You got it. 
and she did it and they go cut and she goes oh my god she's so cute and i'm like that's my baby dude that's my that's my girl and uh they go okay that was a good one now let's get a couple others for pickups right so then they have the actual actor walk in and he takes the leash and he just like kind of was like and not aggressive but he was not gentle and he was kind of giving it a little too much of a tug and she doesn't respond well to that like she almost kind of is like if I'm walking her and I give her a little tug, like that's because I want her to like get out of the street or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or another dog's coming up the road. So he gave her a little bit of a tug and she kind of was like, didn't react well. And I'm like, all right, Mike, just, this is not your thing to control. Like they know what they're doing, you know? And I'm like now getting like nervous dad. <laughs> so a couple times they try it. It doesn't go well. The next time she tries to walk off the stage kind of thing. And he kind of pulled her a little bit back and I go, cut, cut. <laughs> and they, dude, everybody looks at me, right? And the, the, the direct, director's like, the directors turn around and they go, um, you can't yell cut. Like, this isn't your commercial, right? So I go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But like, can I just show him how to walk her? Like, I prom- I can like save us all a ton of time and money. Like, I just want to give him a quick. And he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And the the agent that got me this is kind of just like, Jesus oh, Christ. Boy. Like, so <laughs> she's like, what did I get myself into? So I go, dude, listen, here's all you got to do is just like hold it, like just guide her, like literally a little flick of the wrist and she's going to follow you like to, to the moon and back. Like just gentle is what she responds to. Don't yank on her neck. <laughs> Don't yank on her neck. Then I go, and if you do it any harder, I'll be waiting for you in the parking lot. Um, And he goes, all right, all right. So I do it. I like, I like do the whole walk and show him how to turn yeah. like, and the director guy's like, that was great. And I go, do you want me to just do the commercial? I'm like, would you guys want me to, <laughs> and they had like a PA come over and they're like, can you just, you know, stand in the back? Like we got this. And I was like, all right. That's when I knew I kind of had to like, you know, and dude, she did the, she did the commercial. She did about 30 takes. And, wow. Uh, That's a yeah. lot. She killed it, dude. And then they like gave her a break That's and a she lot. like went into her little green room. And she like got on the couch, curled up, took a nap until they were ready for her again. Oh, dude, it was such a hilarious experience. And I was driving home. I was like, baby, I am so proud of you. Like I was having like talks with her, but I realized, dude, this is a reason why I can't have kids because I would go viral for like fighting an umpire for like calling my kid out if he was safe. You know what I'm saying? Like I was You'd like be that sports dad that I'm worried I'm going to have to deal with. Yeah, man, oh. I would be. And only because I love her so much that it would be like, <laughs> put her in. Why are you not playing her more? You know, but it would just be me. Like she doesn't respond to anger, but uh, she doesn't I, respond to the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Stop whistle. blowing the whistle that loud in my oh. daughter's direction. <laughs> I was so so over the moon proud of her and like i'm telling people like i'm in line at like the pharmacy i don't know who's in front of me but i'm like hey my dog was just in a commercial and they're like what and i like show them the video and shit and i'm like it's such a fun thing to talk about but uh i think it's the same you say you don't have kids but it might be a little less expensive but it's a lot the same <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess so. It's a lot to say. It was a lot of fun though, man. And it was so cool to see uh see her like I don't know. It's 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 amazing. It's really amazing. And she's got another audition coming up soon and 
She's got a growing career. She's got a better career than I do, bro. Now I'm jealous of my <laughs> wife and my dog. So I'm just with, I live with two women that are doing better than me. <laughs> you have more gigs than your dog. Get out of here. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. But she's I'm coming kidding. for you. She is. Good. God bless. These treats are not, these treats are not cheap, dude. I hope, I wish her the best. Dude, I, I can't imagine what dog stuff costs right now. Every time I go out and buy something, I'm like, what? Oh, dude. Dude, I bet dog stuff is through the roof. Well, and it's a trap because they know you're not going to Oh yeah, they not you. buy your dog. Like, you know, that's why a lot of this shit, I think about it too, man. How much of this <laughs> is just a grift? Like, I don't remember giving my dog like monthly flea and tick and heartworm and like and i do give it to i mean i i follow yeah. everything the vet says if the vet told me to boil her water i would boil her <laughs> water like I, I would do anything we for this dog do it yeah. yeah but it's this thing of like my dog growing up ate bagels <laughs> you know what i mean like my dog would get a bagel like every at least every saturday casey jones <laughs> casey jones would get yeah he ate 52 bagels a year at least i'm sure dogs have eaten worse yeah he lived to 16. <laughs> what the fuck? i'm giving my dog like but i'm also i think probably that like it's one of those things that like the quality of the food was probably way better yeah. when that dog was alive versus i have gotten mad when i found out people had given my dog mcdonald's cheeseburgers oh, and french fries yeah. and stuff which i have eaten myself you know, yeah, probably know. not that long ago, even I know, I right know. in a pinch. But I was like, no, 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 don't do that to my dog. That's that's yep. not. Uh, I mean, even just selfishly, they'll probably be throwing up on the carpet. But it's just not, you know, that I I'm mistake. responsible for that dog, dog person or not. And that dog needs to be happy and healthy, happy <laughs> and healthy. And you're going to be the one cleaning yeah. up its diarrhea later if it eats a yeah, whopper all the you know? way around that dog's yeah, got man. my last name on it you know what's funny too dude i got like into a uh it's my stupid vigil low risk vigilantism that i do i uh i i was in the parking lot at a fish concert and there was a dog like eating like trying to eat like yeah. cigarette butts and trying to like oh, it, the thing, the thing was starving. super hungry, super, hung yeah. super hungry. So oh. I forget what we had. Like I, I, it wasn't a paper plate, but I had like taken some, I like fashioned a bowl out of like, maybe it was like, like a beer box or something. I can't remember, but I was feeding the dog and giving it water, but someone had a plate of pasta, like spaghetti and I bought it. And I just put it down and like fed the dog because we had like yeah. Doritos and I'm not going to give a dog Doritos. Yeah. But like I went and bought the dog pasta and the, the guy came running back and he's like, what the hell's the matter with you? Like dogs, it can get it ruin their intestines. And I'm like, OK, well, then how about feed your dog? Like, I don't want to feed your dog a plate of spaghetti in a parking lot, but like the dog's eating cigarette cigarette butts. butts. That's good for his I don't want to step in. I don't want to step in, but like I can't walk away from that. Yeah. And he got like pissed off at me and I'm like, all right, Hey, you got, you know, you can't step in all the time. It's his dog, whatever. And I'm like, sorry, dude, I just care about the dog. Like I just, I see yeah. a dog in a parking lot, like leave your dog eating home, cigarette, dude. eating cigarette butts, eating cigarette butts. Come on, man. Like what the come fuck? On. Like, come on. So yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe it gets diarrhea from the, it's not going to get 
<laughs> emphysema now, you know? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what a bunch of fucking cigarette filters would do to your intestines. Like, oh god, it's awful. Come it's on, absolutely dude. awful. Take care of your your sentient beings, bro. That's it. <laughs> you know? Yo, I want to ask you, Oatsteel. I, you know, you're out on tour. I'm watching through Instagram. We're chatting. I'm on the road. Eric sends me a text, and I I, he, I just look at it, and it's you in the cavern. <laughs> dressed like macho man <laughs> holy shit dude i gotta hear about this we haven't talked about this yet that's uh that's uh thanks to my buddy jason strochak shout out to him uh him and his crew i looked up one time at the denco show and i saw hulk hogan macho man like people dressed as them and a couple other characters. I think there might have been a Batman. Like, I don't remember. There were some other characters in costume. Uh-huh. And um, so I waved and said, it, I'm pretty sure that was them, too. And um, then I got to know them later, and they came to our gig. And so they had their crew with a bunch of costumes. And they were like, hey, I think we got a wrestling. We got a macho man in here. You want to try it on? So I tried it on, but, you know, it looked absolutely ridiculous, which it should. So I was like, you know, I don't know. Like, and Melvin wasn't feeling good that night. So I was just like, I'll see how I feel. I don't know if tonight's the night because you got to, it's got to feel right if you're going to do something that over the top, you know. Yeah. So then it turns out Melvin couldn't make the show that night. So I was like, look, I don't want to do it tonight. I got a lot on my plate trying to deal with Melvin's there, but he's in the bus, like, you know, not feeling well. And he made the next show, the next night show. So it was just a like, overnight thing. But um, so the first set I just played in my regular clothes because I wasn't uh I was just trying to deal with how, what tunes are we going to do? How are we going to do this without? It was cute because Jason Crosby was literally running back and forth across the stage playing oh, Melvin's yeah. organ, which is, they bookend the stage. So he's on the farthest end that he could be away from Melvin. So he puts the violin down, he runs over there, plays organ, <laughs> runs back over here, sings, plays keyboards. Like it was pretty funny. Wow. But the way that, the caverns is set up it's a cave and so there's only one way in and out there's like no back door or back oh, entrance so, so cool. you have to go all the way from the front of the mouth of the cave through the audience to get to the stage well they had set up barricades from the top entrance all the way to the stage and i was like oh that's just like wwe oh yeah right you come out yeah. and the barricades go all the way to the ring oh wow and i was like you know what now might be the perfect time melvin's down he can't play i got barricades going all the way we've already done a set yeah. killed it everybody's ha let's just turn it up a notch and i was like screw it let's do it <laughs> you know, so I put the thing on, you know, I'm like high-fiving all the way down the barricade. <laughs> you know how Macho Man has his hands up in the air, his sure. arms raised, and he yeah. just turns around. And it was so funny. <laughs> I even cut a little promo with a, uh, a one of those little paper salt and pepper things. 
mm-hmm. that little packets that little you packets. get in like plastic wear. Yeah, yeah. It was sitting on the floor of the bathroom, and Macho Man used to, did this one little promo with this little plastic cup of coffee creamer. And he did this whole thing with it, you know, and he threw it or whatever, you know. It's just like ridiculous and awesome. So I cut this little promo about, you know, how I was going to tear the audience open like this little packet of salt and pepper and (laughs) sprinkle them like fairy dust all throughout the galaxy by the time I got through with them. (laughs) You know, it's like, wow, it's so funny, man. Just complete. That was um, so cool, dude. Colonel Bruce hijinks. What it feel like being up there? Well, like in comparison to the face paint, because we've talked about how that kind of gives you like a, you know, I don't want to say a superpower, but you know, it's a, it's a it different. Does. Yeah. I think it does. How did this feel? Like, were you comfortable? Were you like, like, no, this is the total opposite of that. This really, again, makes you appreciate wrestling. Cause I have often looked at some of these guys' costumes, uh, and they'll, they'll come out with more clothes than they actually wrestle in. Like they'll take sure, yeah. some of it yeah. off, but some of these outfits are a real commitment and the one i was wearing was because it, i wasn't going to take most of it off and then wrestle in it or, mm-hmm. or then play the show i was going to keep all of it on and it's like pleather you know and dude it was so disgusting and i committed i i had the collar up i eventually had to turn the collar down because i thought i was going to pass out oh it was that hot Actually, huh oh my god oh, i probably sucks. lost six pounds <laughs> that's uh, oh it's like one of them like, like the sweat like oh suits. dude yeah i'm sure it was like how a, did you do that mma fighter cutting weight yeah oh, it was no it was bad but i committed to it like by the end of the first song i was like i don't know if this is doable and i was like you're doing it <laughs> sweat right through the thing i bet dude i went right to the bitter end and i had a smile on and i went up the barricade on the way out in a blaze of glory it was so funny <laughs> so what was funny. it what was it is that your first time playing that cavern right dude that place is great yeah i want to hear and, about it um jake who obviously you know i introduced it was uh last two of our shows so i was thanking katie our tour manager and Jake, our sound man. So obviously he became Jake the snake that night. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, Why? Um, he had, he had told me going into this, like, you know, be prepared for it to suck. It's, oh it's yeah. Prepared for it to be really boomy. It's going to really help me if you turn the bass down. So I'm like, dude, I've been with Bob Weir. I could turn that motherfucker all the way off. You, know? yeah, you want me to unplug it? yeah exactly i don't want to and it does suck it sucks but i'm used to it you know yeah so after the show i was like how was it and he was like it was so much better than i thought it was going to be oh it filled up when it filled up with people because like after sound check he was like get ready for a rough one dude oh no way wow but we have combat gigs look we've we had a combat gig. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was a tour before. Uh, Hamptons, I think it was. They, they just come sometimes. Just everything. Oh yeah, the humidity and the pouring rain. Whatever. And the, or the, I mean, it the, happens. The sound system's not working. Something just like that's Dude. what it was in the Hamptons. It was just like 
the monitor guys didn't know what they were. T- it was just a nightmare, you know, skull and roses at time, just like everything right. defeat. Yeah. Right. So I was just like, okay, once you set your mind to it, yeah. then you're like, okay, yep, let's do this. Um, and I've real there's, there's only a few things I can't set my mind to like playing when it's 36 degrees. outside. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't quite mastered that one yet. I don't but know how you would, it, man. You need but, your hands. Uh, some people could do it. Hey man, Mayer and Bob Weir and Nikki Hart and Jeff Kameni did it just fine. Yeah. They, they showed me how to do it. Yeah. I was not able to do it. And I am trying to set my life up to never have to do it. <laughs> you know, never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What yeah. are we doing here? But yeah. it's doable, and they did it. Man, his fingers were as cold as mine. Man, he was hitting those Shred. keyboard solos like wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's very interesting that you talk about this because I'm thinking about the moments where, you know, I've done some of these theaters where the monitors are like, and when you're doing stand up, it's dead <laughs> silent in a theater that's, that's acoustically like, you know, it's echoey and cavernous to start with. And the monitors are a half second behind. So yeah. everything I'm saying, I'm hearing 
and it's throwing me all off. But how amazing yeah. is our brains or whatever that we just adapt and react? Like, we do I walk adjust. three steps to the left? Do I hold the mic further away from my face? Do I talk up? Like, you just start to problem solve and and, and you figure it out. Just it's adjust. wild to be able to like do that. Like, I remember and when the, I did stand up yeah. at, at at Nassau Coliseum. Whoa. I mean, a hockey Jeez. rink. It was yeah. an ice arena. And and they had fans on stage that were like waist high. And all I hear is like. <laughs> and the monitors are like, this was the first time I ever did a room that big. And since then, I've thanks to the Jokers, I've done a ton. But like, I'm like looking up at like Billy Joel, New Year's 1983, like, you know, like, yeah. fly, like the big, uh, you know. You've done that room. I mean, you know, you look, there's like the the jumbotron thing hanging, and it's like, the fuck am I doing here? You know, but with I'm one to... voice too, it's like, how you doing? Doing? <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, and you got to kind of go. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to let it go. Yeah, all the way to the back, and all what the way back. What do you do with down. your timing? Your whole timing is like, and no one prepares you for that. And, <laughs> and Lisa, God bless her, is in the front row, going like this. Otl, she's going slow down. Yeah, let let it. Yeah. Let the slap back happen before Let you say something else. <laughs> it's so literally weird. like commanding a current to go like to the very last row and then back. And that's when like that Steve Martin book, Born Stand, he's like, you know, yeah. talk to the last row. Look at the yeah. last row at the very top. And it's like, okay. And now I think about that all the time. That's how I do everything now is like talk to the last row. And you'll I think that's what you get from the old guys too, because I'll never forget this concert I saw. Montreux Jazz Festival. First time I saw Elvin Jones. And he was he had three sax players. Two of them were young and one was old was an older guy. I think it okay. was Frank Foster. And you know, the young guys are killing it. And then the old and they both go first and the old guy steps up. And all I remember was him hitting that first note. And he held it and it sailed for the very back yeah. of that auditorium. And I would just, I was like, he aimed for the back row. Yep. That's an yep. old school just mindset. And yeah. it blew my, and I, that was, I made a note to myself that's how you have to project. That's when right. You project, go yep. all the way past the back row. Right? Yeah. Go to the exit, go to the person selling t shirts in the, Go to in the, the lobby. Yeah. That's go right. to the moon. Go, go to, to the, the parking moon. lot. Because what's interesting too is like you do that. Like I would go do like a run of like, you know, five, six nights or whatever with these guys doing these big rooms. And then you get back to New York and you're in like a hundred seat <laughs> set comedy cellar. And I'm talking to the last row, even though the last row is 10 feet from me. Yeah. I'm still talking to that guy, not the first row guy. Because I think there's a thing too of like, if you're including everyone behind me as a patron, yeah, like I'm in this, like I'm now in the, you're, you're going the like this and you're going yeah. like, come on, but you're here. So it's like, I don't even need to, dude, you're here. I don't need to talk to you. You know, you're in, you're here. You're in my it's pocket. Like the, yeah. It's like the martial arts guy. When they punch your head, they're punching behind your head. They're going through <laughs> your head yeah. to get what they're actually punching at. You're right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just walk through it. But it's definitely a thing, you know, and I'm interested that you said that like the cavern, because one that have you, I wanted to ask you about this as a performer, are you at all intrigued by this uh, Las Vegas 
sphere. Oh, absolutely. Because all I can think about is Jonathan Singer. You know, he is yeah. such an incredible visionary digital artist. He can actually, you don't need to take DMT. If oh, you no. put on some VR goggles and just let, <laughs> just let him go to work, yeah. you, you'll have a full on DMT experience. So that's my dream is like that place. Yeah. O'Teal and friends at the sphere and with Jonathan singer. Yeah. At the sphere, man, let's do this. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. Well, there's a couple things that like are, are, are very interesting about that place. And I've heard a couple people talk about it and it was stuff I didn't even consider, but the majority of places that you play that bands play, whatever Madison square garden, right? Giant stadium, Gillette stadium, blah, 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 baseball fields. Those are sports venues. And as musicians, you have to curate the everything to this sports venue. Yeah. Right. We got people that are making a career of going and playing football stadiums, cavernous open to the Bruce. I go see Bruce Springsteen and he's playing and it's stacks and stacks. This is a yeah. music venue. This is a venue yeah. that's made for live music, perhaps MMA, perhaps like, you know, whatever, but it's like music first and you're looking at and the visual part first. And I'm looking at you two on stage, right? Watch, I watch, like, you know, I've been dying to see what it looked like. And there's no, there's no speakers on stage. There's no monitors on stage. There's no amplification mm. at all on stage. They're not wow. plugged into I didn't any. I know if, that. They're all O'Teal, in ears. If you look at these videos, <clears throat> they're not plugged into anything, wow. right? So the place is the speaker. The place is the monitors the places I mean, no that, guitar it, players are ever going to want to play there <laughs> no right yeah because what do you do yeah how do you adjust yeah because <laughs> they're so attached to their amps know. you know <laughs> but then all the all although like what's why and maybe it's a little bit of like <clears throat> sleight of hand or smoke and mirror because like the the, the screens like if you're in the audience you're not paying attention to the bit you're not i mean literally it's like oz behind the curtain could be doing anything because yeah the the visual aesthetic of it all but like it's so the sound is pristine the vision is pristine the the just the presentation and it really ups the it ups the the game you know but it's yeah. like how wild of a thing to have and it made me think like wow you know these like sheds and stuff like that that oh, are like they're the worst they're the worst but you know what it's all we've known so now it's yeah. like you get a place like this and it's like Oh shit! This is actually built for optimal music experience performance, like for Especially the performer with that and dome for thing. the fan. Because some, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were saying like, if you go to <clears throat> some place in the ancient world that's like has a a dome, yeah, you can stand at opposite sides and whisper at the wall, and if they're directly opposite you, they can hear it clear as a bell. So the no dome way. itself provides uh, better sound, like an echo chamber. Yeah, that's some some kind of thing. So I imagine if they're, I would imagine they're taking advantage of that in the sphere, 
especially if they're not having any amplification on stage, which I guess with the exception of the drums, maybe. Yeah, the drum. Yeah. And I'm like, <clears throat> this is so wild to see a band. Ooh, I can't, I can't wait to play there. Can't wait to play there, dude. I know. Something's going to bring me in there. I know it. <laughs> and I wonder if it's just, imagine if it's like a live comes a time. <laughs> we do a podcast in the sphere and it's just like, as long I as think Jonathan Singer's there, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I got, I got to think about, I got to think about how people need to, uh, you know, prepare themselves for the sensory overload of it all. Because if you go in there too fucked up, are you going well, there too drunk? Are you going like even if I was like totally straight, there would probably be times depending on how things are edited. Because if it's moving, sit down and like uh, action movie editing like even in movie theaters there's patches where i just close my eyes because i'm like to. it's just too much you know so i give myself a break by just like yeah i would cutting it off I, I would probably i would imagine i do that at the sphere i forget what movie it was but i one of the more recent things i saw where things were just going too fast i had to look at the exit sign as almost kind of like a like to stop my motion sickness like you know the little exit sign in the movies <laughs> yes. that's to the left of the screen i was like all right that's not moving well it's, so like, it's gone to the that. next level now because video game editing like what nigel watches <clears throat> on the big screen he was watching something on the tv on the big screen and it was actually a tutorial but it moves at the speed of the video game if you're playing uh, it i could not keep up yeah and i was yeah. like I went to Jess and I was like, his brain moves at hyperspeed because he was getting all of it and retaining. He's like, oh, that's how I do that. And then he'll show me later, dad, look what I finally, I've been trying to get this, be able to do this. And look, I finally figured it out. So he's retaining all of it. It's, it's so like great. sucking on a fire hydrant, man. I, I don't like, know how the hell. Whoa. Yeah, dude, I'm learning Adobe right now, like just <sighs> for editing clips and shit. And I'm like, 44 year old like beat the hell out of my brain brain you know oh, like God, i couldn't yeah uh, dude i'm watching it like younger like 25 26 year old kid like showing me how to do just it yeah just like blah, 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 blah. yeah he's like oh you hit this then let's scan that drag it out and i'm just like fucking what wait huh like so how do you I turn have, on the I computer have to pause those tutorials like every second <laughs> they do it, one thing dude. pause all right let me give it a Okay, hit it. Hit pots. <laughs> you know, I like, walk in like, do you have a pencil sharpener so I can write notes? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, they're editing movies now that way because kids are used to playing video games and used to watching it at that speed. So when I see it on the big screen, I'm like, that's going to cause me to have a seizure. I know. Like, I have man. to just, like, come with a pair of dark glasses. Yep. So I'd be yep. like, all right, I need to tap out for this scene or whatever. You that's know. it. That's it. Do you think... That this time, because, you know, every generation goes like, you know, when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. This is definitely the largest, like, gap from, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, absolutely. I, like, my dad, you know, my they, they'd go, well, we had records and I have CDs now or whatever. Right. And that technology yeah. was like, you crazy kids. This shit is a whole other world. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, I've never, I can't believe anything I, else was this. I saw this thing where this guy had, he's the the expert. He's one of the leading experts on implants. Uh -huh. So <clears throat> he uses himself as the guinea pig. 
So I believe he said he had somewhere between 11 and 15 implants. He's like, well, I've got this one in my hand and I've got this one in my arm for this. And then this one, he's got him in his ear and he has like implants all over himself. And some have like worked and not work. He had to take it out, do like, you know, and I'm just looking at this guy and some of the shit you could see, like it looks kind of weird. And I'm like, okay, he's the scientist that's, you know, he's not doing it to rats or chips himself. So, yeah, he's doing it all to himself. But it's like, whoa, you see, like, that's the next thing. Bananas, so I'm dude. like, are my kids going to be the implant kids? Or is that where they're drawing the line? But yeah. they're like, console? Who uses a console? Like, the video game's just here in my head. Yeah. yeah. Just like, you like, know, all like, I want for Christmas is like a thumb implant. An <laughs> upload, Jesus yeah, Christ. or whatever. Just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know, man. But I know that it's exponential. I agree with you that this one is the biggest jump. Yeah. But we know that next one's going to be an exponential jump. So imagine that when yeah, Nigel's, what are Nigel's saying to kids? his. Yeah, exactly. That's bonkers to me. Bonkers. Like, oh, you have to think about what you want. And like, we'll see it. When I was because... a kid, we didn't have to think for, you know, like <laughs> it just appeared. You have to like... take a test. Why would <laughs> I have to take a test? You need to eat food. You need to memorize something. When I was a kid, we just, you know thought about food and we were full you had to eat food dude this shit's nuts it's I'm gonna not... be exciting and we'll see it remember that thing that just I, it came up on my instagram and he said scientists announced that within 10 years you'll be able to live and work until you're 120 and you know i've been talking about 120 for 10 years now and i'm like wow it's here i will make it my mom may not 20 but in the next 10, if I can make it the next 10 years and you can bet your ass, I'm planning, I'll make it the next 10 years. Science is telling me I can definitely make it to 120 and work. So imagine at 120 years old, I'm about to be 60, what I'm going to see, what you're going to see, that exponential thing, we're going to be here for it twice. Buddy. It's one of the exponential factors is that it happens quicker. <laughs> we yeah. may be here for it like three times. Like, By the time we hit 120, they're going to be like, you can live to 280. And I'm going to be and like, then, I'm good. I'm, yeah, I'll pass euthanasia will be legal by then. And Well, and also let's hope the world makes it to 120. You know what I mean? Like it may just be us floating in space. Like, Hey, we made it. <laughs> you know, the earth is going to, we need the planet I, to. I think the aliens are going to have a bigger impact long before then. I hope long so. before then. I hope so. They already have. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to interstellar travel. Like we could check out some other places. Yeah. You guys yeah. want to fight down here? Y'all go ahead. I'll be. Uh, they just told me I could go to beta something. I'm going to go check it out Jeez. and see what's popping over there. <laughs> yeah. When they have a sphere on the moon and you're playing your hundredth birthday, I'll be front row, dude. <laughs> uh, we will have been back on we'll be back on mars by then i think yeah also they're oh, gonna yeah. populate <laughs> amazing
Well, this was uh, this was fun. And uh, folks, we have a lot going on, um, and we're glad Ooh. you're here for it. Uh, Otiel, let's just catch up. What do you have? What's cooking? What's in the What's in the works? The spe- the, you know the album's so beautiful? out. Nothing. Nothing. I have three months off. I shouldn't say that. I don't think it's well, been announced out. yet. But by the time this comes out, yeah. it should be announced that we're playing the uh, 29th and 30th at Revolution. Is it called Revolution Hall or just Revolution in Fort Lauderdale? Okay. Hometown. Bob Weir is down here playing four nights and including New Year's Eve. So they asked me if I would do a couple. I was like, sure, I'll be back home in my own bed both nights. So I, I feel like it's not really work. Although now that I'm talking to everybody, I think we're going to try to do the set that we rehearsed for a bunch, including four hours a day of that Skull and Roses Festival where we oh, couldn't yeah? play any of it hardly. We got yep. to play about 30 minutes of it. So, yeah, I'm thinking about at least one night giving that because it was great. Oh, my God, the segues and the everything. That, oh, and we man. ended with Palm Sunday on Palm Sunday. We won't be able to do that. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking about getting that one back. You know, it's like the Sick. fight that you lost that you get to mm-hmm. go, like, yep. get that one back. And then uh, so that's going to be fun. That's the only thing I, uh, for me. It's Halloween with the kids. Good. It's Thanksgiving with the kids. Good. Going to look for pumpkins with the kids. Chris birthdays. Jess's birthday, then Kavi's birthday, then my mom's birthday, Christmas Eve, which she does down here with us. Nice. For the first time, and then Christmas. And then Yeah, those two O'Teal and French. That's all I got. What you got going? You got everything going. Your special's coming out, bro. Special. Yeah. All right. So thank you. November 9th, guys. Don't let me down hits YouTube. And nowadays it's all about the clicks. It's all about the clicks. So if you could subscribe to my YouTube channel, it's just youtube.com at Mike Fenoya. Subscribe. And uh, on November 9th, click that thing and share it. And it literally like, it's the algorithm. It's the algorithm has to go, oh, people are interested in this. And then they take that little drip of water in the ocean of content and they go, let's purify this. This seems to be important to people. And that's all it is. So if you yep. could click it, it would mean the world to me. <clears throat> that's November 9th. Um, I'm on the road a ton. Uh, MikeFenoy.com for the dates. Um, working on a bunch of really, really cool shit. Like I'm telling you, it's like a thing of like opportunities seem to be kind of like coming and I'm, and I'm excited about it. So there's a lot of good stuff in the works. Um, and yeah, just check out some live shows. If you're in Connecticut, New Year's Eve, I'm going to be headlining uh, comics at Mohegan Sun again. Try nice. to re-up because last year I got COVID on the 30th and uh, uh, didn't wasn't able to do the 31st. But uh, See, we're both trying to get some back. That's <laughs> that it, we dude. Lost yeah, last time. <laughs> totally, man. A year later, a year later. But I'm going to be in San Francisco. I'm going to be in uh, all over the country throughout November. Cleveland, uh, Houston. You name it. A lot of great shows coming up and uh, you can find all that. You have a, you got a bunch of podcasts that you are doing, have been doing, have coming up, right? Yeah. I'm like on a 
press tour basically it seems like with like trying to that who are some of those guys tom papa i'm going to do tom papa's oh, podcast yep i'm Comes doing like time guests former Comes yes that's guess. right oh shit you know who i'm here with uh you know who's in the in the adjacent room to me this weekend here at dc improv george wallace Oh, sweet. Also, former comes a time. Former comes guest. a time. Get one of the first. So I'm going to make one sure I, I, I spend some time with him today. I'm very excited to like. Dude, you should get a little iPhone snap roll. Picked. Comes a time content video. Something. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, you I've know? got a plan. So uh, yeah. yeah, no, that'll be That's great. Awesome. That'll be great. But yeah, I've been doing a bunch of them. And uh, my buddy Jim Sal Norton? from the Jokers. I'm going to be yeah. doing Jim and Sam. I'm going to be doing um, the Bonfire, Bennington. I mean, it's all and, – and I'm so grateful to these folks for – this is what it is now, man. It's like yeah, you record a special and you – excuse me. You basically beg <laughs> your famous friends to share it. And we all know that this is – the name of the game now is like share, 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 share. Like put each other up. Put each other over. That's right. And wrestling just, baby that's it we it's put each other is. over we put each that's other over do man we have and thank to. you people for all your clicks that you have been giving us and sharing because you know it goes so far dumb us we didn't really i thought mike probably but when we switched to like doing reels <laughs> man we just started going like gangbusters before we even got to recording new episodes and yeah. getting with pantheon and so you guys have really helped us. Our Patreon is now in triple digits. Like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So thank you guys already because it really, you really have been helping. Comes the time, grow and and definitely my personal career and Mike's too. So yeah, it means a lot. And it's this thing it of it's reciprocity these days. I mean, I think that like, you know, before and even the word special, you put out a comedy special every day yeah. if you follow it. I mean, every day there's 10 specials. Yeah. Right. So the word special, it's almost kind of hilarious that we have to use this word special when it's like, yeah, it's special to us. But, but there were days when it was like, there were two, three specials a year. Yeah, man. Billy Crystal had a special. Yeah. You know, like Chris Rock had a special. It was like a Tyson fight, you know? Yeah. It was after or- they got big. <laughs> after they got big. Right. But now it's this thing of like, look, I know we ask a lot of you the listener, the fan, the patron, and it's our thing to give as much back and make it worth it. And that's, it's daunting on a, on an old brain where we go kind of like, Oh, you guys are doing this now. Like, this is where you, you know? So like, I, I look at this special and it's like Hibachi. That's the analogy I've been making. Like you take this hour, the steak that's perfectly cooked and, but you got to slice it and dice it and trim it and season it and garnish it and give it to it. Where yeah. everybody wants to eat. Okay. It's not yeah. come to my table. It's let me give you a little bit here. Let me give you a little yeah. bit here. Taste this. I hope you like it. If you like it, it's more over here. Subscribe, yeah. share, rate, review. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. And it's that's the name of the game nowadays, man. So like legitimately, folks, like we we love you and we appreciate it. And please we keep sure it up. Do. Yeah. Join <laughs> us over at patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod. The YouTube channel. Um, we're going to be leaning heavy on that very, very soon with some really cool shit. So, uh, yeah, we got some guests coming up. up, up. And, and don't forget some... to get that comes the time merch. Jess was telling me every time I wear that shirt on stage, somebody asks where, because she does the Facebook, my Facebook. She uh-huh. says people ask where they can get it. 
And that's yeah. a good looking shirt, y'all. That's You'll it. See it, you can find I, it. I, I wore it at Rolling Stone when they took a picture of us at Sea Here Now. So, yeah, it looks good on you, man. It looks good on you. It's a nice soft shirt. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they can find the merch at uh, our socials and at the links and all of our, our stuff. And uh, comes a time podcast.com or come. Yeah, it, we'll, we'll post all that in the notes. But uh, yeah, get your merch. It makes a great Christmas present, friends. So, and Hanukkah. And Hanukkah. And any other. Just Festival. buy yourself one. Yeah. You don't need an excuse. Harvest Fest. Fuck yeah. Pumpkin, rest of us. pumpkin picking. It's for the rest of us. Pumpkin Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, bud. Love you too. Peace, everyone. Pantheon Media presents Comes a Time featuring Mike Fenoya and Oteil Burbridge. Executive produced by Christian Swain and Peter Ferrioli. Produced and edited by Eric Limarenko and Stu Silverman. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Comes a Time with Mike Fenoya and Oteil Burbridge. Be sure to follow the pod on social media, YouTube, and if you're jonesing for bonus episodes and exclusive content, go to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get on the bus. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.